Get up what it is, what it does, what it is, what it isn't. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hitty get up. First shot, I'm struck walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between my rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy I am feeling good today. It is Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. It's good to be with you. How are you, Lev, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thursday night football in Philadelphia. The Thursday night games this year have been good, too. Yep. Surprisingly pretty good. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think the Eagles will keep that trend up. But, you know, who knows, man? You never know. I love you donning the Westbrook. West my, favorite, my favorite Eagle. I mean, back in the day, I had my, I think I might have mentioned the Levin family. We all took pictures with our matching Eagles jerseys. I think we had a Harold Carmichael, a Wilbur Montgomery, a Ron Jaworski, and maybe a Bill Berge. But um, I think probably the two modern Eagle players are probably a Brian Westbrook and a B. Dawkins were yeah. two biggest players um, to wear and don an Eagles jersey in the last 20 years. So, yep. I'd agree with that. Uh, Donovan McNabb, too, is probably a third, I would say, behind that, uh, behind those guys. And then obviously, well, he's underappreciated. I still think Donovan, best quarterback in Eagles history. Um, I know that we, you yourself, always like the mass Marvel or what was his, what was the Sports Illustrated cover with Randall? You had it in your room forever, the Randall Cunningham Sports Illustrated um, front cover with Max Randall. Back scrambling, the ultimate weapon. Right, right. There, there were several covers, but it was, one was back scrambling, one was the ultimate weapon. That was the preview for, I think it was 19, I want to say 88, 89? 89, I think it was, because they had come off that playoff. They had the fog bowl with the, um, the Bears oh. 88. And, of course, obviously, you know, that Bears team was very average, so we thought maybe the game that they had been in Philadelphia, they would have won been in the nfc championship game against the 49ers but it is what it is it um, is what it is but it is thursday it is thursday night football like you said uh birds bucks tonight the legend tommy b have we played tommy b since we kicked his ass in the super bowl uh, i think we played him like two years ago right because i was down in miami and we had a sunday game against the we had a Sunday game against the the, the Pats um, at Lincoln Financial Field, and they lost that game. So um, it would have been the last time they played the AFC East. Okay, so Tom has already exacted his revenge on us. Yeah, I mean, it was a close game. I remember watching it, but I think he's got a much better system. The guy is amazing. He's 44, or is he 45 now? I think he's 45 now. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, he's done Perfect. something. The other quarterbacks in their mid-40s, uh, I guess it was the guy from the Raiders who we always forget who then did kicking duties for the Raiders by that age. He played up to 48. We Is had that Steve Jan Stenerud? No, no. Uh, was it George Blanda, I think? And oh, then, George Blanda. And then Morton Anderson, he kicked forever? Right, but Steve DeBerg played till like he was 45. But he at that time, he was a backup. You know, a lot of people, Steve DeBerg was the quarterback that got passed over in two cities. Joe Montana eventually took his job in San Francisco. I think yep. he took his job again in Kansas City. And then John Elway took his job in Denver. So he was always getting passed over. But that, that was Steve DeBerg, who actually wasn't a bad quarterback in hindsight. He probably would have gotten a starting job today. 
did Doug Williams take his job in Tampa? Uh, well, he very well might have. Uh, Doug Williams actually ended up, he was with the Buccaneers. And then if you remember, he actually ended up going to the USFL for a couple of years and then came back with the Redskins. The Redskins, yeah. And he yeah. was amazing when he came yeah. back. So, yeah. So we, uh, how you feeling about tonight's game? Well, realistically speaking, I mean, look, can we look back at last week's game? Because obviously the we lost last week's show. Um, but yeah. I was surprised. Can you give an update on that? Can you give an yeah, update? On yeah, yeah. It somehow week? was misrecorded. I, I might actually still find it and be able yeah, to put it out there. Keep the archives in the annals, if you will. Yeah. So, um, but so the Eagles looked awful in that first half. I don't really think there's any way else to describe the team. Uh, they were down 15-3 at the half. I think once that safety occurred with the missnap with Kelsey to um, Hertz. Hertz, God, that's bad that I'm, um, the ball went and Hertz was like pushing it back to the end zone and knocked it out of bounds. I mean, I think most of us thought they were gonna get a, they were actually gonna score a touchdown on the recovery. Um, but, uh, yeah, they looked horrible. Um, and I'm going to go into your observations about Sirianni because obviously his play calling was criticized again, the defense held up very nicely, uh, with Mr. Gannon. Um, and then in the second half, the offense did enough to get the job done. Hertz, uh, you know, had a touchdown run. I think he had two touch touchdown runs. Hurts had two touchdown runs, yeah. Yeah, and he threw for a two-point conversion. Right. Um, and the team uh, ended up – And he up just missed another touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith was, like, down at the one. but And then the Eagles also had a touchdown call back again. Right. Greg Ward, right? Was it Greg – yeah, I think it was Greg Ward. I can't – yeah, because of – um, it was uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside uh, delivering a pick with the forearm to the throat. And so that was, that was called back. I can't remember if we scored that drive. I can't remember if that was one of the ones where it was a field goal. Was that a field goal drive or did they go for it? I can't remember. I didn't take notes, but I did. um, I did watch, obviously I got the, do you know, I have the NFL package. So I watch all these games. I I sort of figured it out because you're watching out of market games, which obviously wouldn't have access to an Eagles Panthers game. So I pretty well, Devise the idea that you were you were watching and then you get all the four o'clock games too uh because uh, obviously there was the cowboys giant was it the cowboys uh that was crazy the cowboys, cowboys giant. game but then the cardinals was it the cardinals also had a four o'clock game last week uh who did the cardinals did cardinals i know they play cleveland this week i can't remember who they that's gonna with. be a good game that's i yeah. heard uh I heard the they play the 49ers Cardinals. last week. Yeah, they played the 49ers. Yeah, they played the 49ers. They won. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I, I have concerns about Sirianni. I mean, again, there was no run game to speak of. Uh, there were very few runs called for Miles Sanders or uh Kenneth Gainwell. So well, speaking of Miles Sanders, though, I mean, can we go back to the end of the game? And obviously that's fair criticism. The guy ran out of bounds twice. Yes. Yeah, that is, that is fair. But, you know, I mean, that was, that was very, very curious. Uh, it was a curious move there uh, that he kept think running he out. Realized out. It or do he didn't you do think it just it... once. He didn't do it just once. I, I clearly, he must, I mean, that's a rule that kids are taught probably when they're nine. Right. So 
I can't imagine that he wasn't aware of the rules. So he must have just been completely unaware of the situation. And then that bit, that brings up a bigger question is, which is, is this part of why he's not being trusted? This is now the second coaching staff, right? Peterson and his staff didn't really give feed the ball to Sanders as much as everyone wanted him to. Right. So this is now the second staff. So you wonder, is there something going on there? Well, it's, uh, you know, I, what is the guy going to do though, if he's running to the outside? I mean, it's very hard to just get down. Right. I mean, I mean, in, in his defense a little bit, what is he going to do? I mean, I know. Go people down. Just squat down. But don't you then put your, don't you make yourself susceptible to getting a very horrible hit by doing that? Well, if you just go down, then you're, def- you've given yourself up. You're def- you, at that point, they're not supposed to hit you. Once you're on the ground, that's it. They just touch you and you're down. So I don't, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand not running out, not running out of bounds. Like you just fall forward. That's all you have to do. Fall forward or fall backwards if you want to, but there's no reason to go out of bounds. And that's a, that you, that is a great point that you brought up. Uh, but I do, I just, I'm not loving the play calling. The red zone play calling continues to be an atrocity. Uh, for me, I, I didn't see really a whole lot that, that was creative or, uh, anything like that. And, and yet, you know, Jalen hurts. And I kind of feel like this is who he is, you know, this is a guy who's just going to stand in there. And if the, if the defense played their asses off and special teams came up huge three with interceptions, that block, three uh, interceptions and a blocked punt, block punt first one since 2017, from what I understand. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, the defense rebounded from that chiefs game and that Cowboys game. So that was two back-to-back showings. Now, granted, Sam Darnold is not, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, nor is he at Prescott, but, you know, he had some decent games this season. And, uh, but I mean, he, he had a horrible game. I mean, he really had a horrible game and Jalen, I mean, his numbers were not great, but when push came to shove and they needed someone to win the game, he did take the ball in the end zone twice. He made the two point conversion. Uh, he got the win. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty, win. but yeah. he got the win. Yeah. And his fantasy stats were pretty, pretty nasty too. So, I mean, nasty isn't good. So, uh, which is, hey, which but is look, good. look, Carson Wentz threw for 400 yards, but they still lost the Colts. So, I mean, yeah. where does it get you? A loss is a loss. Yep. And Carson, he looked like the old Carson, but he, it seemed like the Colts took their foot off the gas and all of a sudden just got really, really conservative with their game plan. And so you see, see what happens. And, that was an incredible Monday night game. I happened to stay up and watch the whole thing. Uh, I, I have trouble falling asleep when football is on, you know, it went, no matter what time it is. It's hard for me to stay awake past uh, 11 o'clock these days. So really, uh, good cre- more power to you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, I love football so much. So, uh, but you know, that, all, that all being the case, I do think tonight, um, I think that the Bucks will win. I, you know, two weeks ago, I, I or last week, I said the book Bucks are going to win by fifty. But I don't. Oh, come on. No, that was more emotion speaking. I think the Bucks will win by. Uh, I think it'll probably be closer. I think it'll maybe be a, like a seven to nine point game for. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the Bucks will score late to win by two touchdowns or, or, you know, 14 to, you know, somewhere between like 13 and 16 points. I think they'll win by. I'd go about 10. Don't let last week's Buccaneers Dolphins game. I mean, because obviously he threw, I guess his franchise career high five touchdowns last week, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Brady. 
I, I think it'll be a lot closer. I think the Eagles can score with them. Obviously not as much. We yep. even scored with the, the Chiefs. Now the major difference obviously is the Buccaneers defense is better. I know that they had had some injuries. I, where are we with that right now? Are there, uh, are they going to be playing their full defense or we still have some injuries in the secondary? Yeah, I think uh, Levante David, their big uh, linebacker is out. And uh, I think, I haven't confirmed that, but I, I, I haven't seen a report on that, but I heard, heard earlier that he was going to be out for several weeks. So um, that's a big loss for them. Is John Paul going to play tonight? I, I think so, but they, they can be thrown on. I mean, that's the thing. They can be thrown on. And here's one other thing I just want to put out there with the Eagles. You know, they had all the shuffling with the offensive line last week where uh, Mylotta came back and was playing right tackle. Dillard, who actually, I think Dillard's playing okay. He's not, he's not been awful at left tackle. Then you had Driscoll, who was going to be your right tackle, slide in to uh, right guard, I believe. So there's a lot of movement along that offensive line. And, and obviously, you know, we hope that whatever is going on with Lane Johnson and, and his personal. What is uh, that? Is that, is that obviously that hasn't been made public? What's no, no, but it sounds pretty, pretty, um, pretty heavy. I mean, it like Sirianni said, originally he had said, you know, hey, I hope he's back by Tampa. And then just uh, this week, I think he said, I, hey, I hope he's back this year. So you don't know what the guy's going through. Um, and you certainly don't want to speculate on uh, his motivation. Certainly when players tell you that, they need time to take care of themselves. Then they're just like everybody else. They need time to take care of themselves. And we got to respect that as fans and, and hope that they get the care we they need. We talked about that on this show, the, that yep. we need to be better as fans to treat people appropriately. We just want the same from our players when it yep. comes speaking to Mr. Ben Simmons, the way that. Well, oh, we'll get to you, Ben. Don't you yes, worry. Yes. Yes. You worry. So yeah, but, but uh, you know, listen, if you want to look for positives, the Eagles offensive line is, I think it's going to be the same offensive line that played last week in Carolina. So you had a whole week to, not a whole week, you had a shortened week right. to play together, um, to, to work on, on um, you know, line calls and schemes and things like that. Now, I will say that you're not going to be able to run on Tampa. So that defensive line is fierce that they have, but their corners can be had. Richard Sherman just joined the team last week That's and was a starter, yeah. if that gives you any idea how bad their defense defensive backs are so i do think that we will be able traded to trade it for did they make the trade with the patriots no 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 excuse me that was the panthers made the trade for the patriots cornerback uh oh yeah stefan gilmore yeah that was the panthers okay. we talked about that last week how yep. how how happy happy we were that the uh, eagles didn't do that happy because we weren't happy but anyway uh so yeah i mean I think that the Bucks can be thrown on, but I, you're not going to be able to run on this team. So this is going to be another uh, game plan where you're not going to see a lot of running from our running backs. But I think Bucks you will. Run, see, though. The Bucks do run. Bucks do run. They do run. They have Leonard Fournette, and then they have Gio Bernard as their um, throw to swing guy, and then they have Ronald Jones Jr. And then those those trio of re receivers are just absolutely. Yeah. You know, with, with Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. I mean, that is going to be a difficult, difficult test. And then Gronk is hurt, but then they have Cameron Brayton, uh, O.J. Howard at, at uh, tight end. So, I mean, their offense is 
and they're clicking there. I'm not, Tommy has a broken or not a broken, but Tommy has a hurt hand, but he's going to play tonight. Is it house of weather supposed to be a nice night for football? Beautiful. It's beautiful yeah. today. I think it's in uh, my computer. I'm looking at the temperature it says about 74 degrees. Wow. So you can only imagine people are going to get there probably at three, three thirty to start tailgating on a Thursday, which is yep. crazy if you think about it, but for you've, sure. ever, you've been up there. I wonder how different it is from a Sunday to a weekday. Um, I guess they'll get there at 4 o'clock today. I don't know, man. We, you know, we should ask uh, next time we talk to B train, we should ask him that because he, he goes up to a lot of tailgates or he used to pre COVID. I know was yeah. up to a lot of tailgates. So I'd be curious to know. I mean, I think they will be tailgating too. Um, did they take the day off or they take it tomorrow off? I don't know. So, yeah. um, but uh, so score predictions, you think they'll keep it within 10? I think yeah, it'll be I think sort so. of closer to uh, 15, maybe 14. Well, you so, think they're going to score late? You think the pay, uh, the right. Yep. I think the Bucks are going to get some late touchdowns. Late touchdowns. Now, here's one saving grace, though. The Eagles, two victories this year have come over teams from the <laughs> NFC South. Yes, very good. So that's where the Bucks come from. And so that means that we would have the Saints coming up on the schedule later in the year too, right? Yes. Yes, we do have the Saints coming up. And the good news, if you're an Eagles fan, and of course you are, uh, well, you may be, but the good news is, is that after this stretch, they have the Raiders next. And, and now, we'll into, as we, we we'll, thought that we'll that, get was into that in a second. Game. Yeah, let's get into that in a second, yeah. that whole Raiders situation. But after this game, uh, they will have, I think the Raiders are next, and then they have the Lions. So they have some winnable games uh, after this game. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if there is any way, can you imagine if they somehow figure a way to pull this thing out and they're somehow three and three? Going into, uh, you know, going into. Game. Would that yeah. be the Lions game? Yeah. So I think it's important to address. Well, also, I, I think that Cardinals uh, Browns game is going to be a good game. Was there any other games on the docket this weekend that look good? <laughs> um, I got to check the schedule. You keep talking. I know where you're going. So go there and I'll tell so, you. About so the Gruden situation is crazy. Obviously, he said some horrible things, misogynistic comments homophobic comments racist comments but the way that he got caught was there was an investigation of the washington reds excuse me the washington football team organization to see what had been going on with this organization over the last 10 years because there were some horrible allegations about daniel snyder and the undertakings of the organization and during this process they discovered that john gruden had been making emails had been posting emails using these comments. He called Roger Goodell a faggot. Uh, he mocked the NFLPA uh, director, calling him using a racial stereotype that he had big lips. Uh, I forget what his name is, but just Demari Smith. Demari Smith. Demari Smith. Demari Smith. So just, and I think I'm accurate that he had made comments. I guess he had emailed members of the Washington football team's organization prior to the investigation. And then they, the league must have gotten a hold of it. Although there, I think there was a third party group that was investigating Washington and that's how they discovered this. And then these emails got to the New York Times. Am I about right with that? Or is there I, more to it than that? No, I think that's about right. I, it's a very curious situation to me for several reasons. One, 
the idea of and he was okay. doing that in the role at, when when he was working with ESPN. That's right, right, right. So I have uh, I have kind of different, uh, maybe somewhat controversial opinions on this. So my first opinion is on this is I just don't understand people's. It's it doesn't it almost doesn't matter that he sent these emails out. My problem is that he he really either he really believes these things or he used he thinks it's okay to say these things because if you don't believe them then you're doing it to just to put people down and insult people and like that's not getting anyone anywhere so i'm going to start by saying that like it bothers me it pains me that people who reach a certain stature or a certain place in life um and of a certain uh educational background and whether it's formal education or just uh you know, sort of just through life experiences, have an education that's people still uh, hold those views of ignorance. It really um, bothers me across racial lines, across uh, sexual lines, across, and I'm sure there was more stuff that was said in there as well. I'm not going to know. So I haven't read the article. I'm going to try and read the article today. It yeah. Was New York Times, I guess it was a couple Pretty days ago. What I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that bothers me. I, I think, you know, what also is weird to me though? Uh, this is the second piece is that the Washington football team, remember when they had that whole, like, what are they being, what was this investigation about? You know, because well, there were he, some, there the other some thing is this, the other thing, sorry, let me just say one thing. So it seemed like, and this is based on what I could, my read of what the media was saying when he made fun of DeMar Smith um, and made that comment about um, him being black and, you know, I'm not even going to justify it with saying what he said, but when he said that, um, people were like, oh, you know, what's going to happen with him? Da, 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 da. But then when everything came out, he talked about Goodell, he talked about um, homosexuals, then all of a sudden it became a bit of a firestorm. And I, I, I that, that, it just, that just bothers me. It bothers me that when he made the comment about insulting, you know, black people, that that wasn't enough. And that's how I interpreted it. The other thing I, I will say is that I think we have to be careful with cancel culture. With, and this goes against some of what I'm saying, but like we have to, we have to give some people the ability. Like I am certainly not the same person I was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, foundationally, I was raised so you treat people with respect and you speak in a in a way that is respectful of people and you judge people based on the merits of who they are, right? And so, but all that being the case, I realized that thoughts and views and perspectives evolve and you have yeah. to allow people to do that. You have to allow people to, like my views on homosexuality have they evolved. They definitely have evolved. Right? My yeah. view on social reform has evolved. Yeah. Like my view on, um, a lot of this stuff, like a lot of the way that I see the world has evolved and you have to give people that, that opportunity to, to evolve and to grow into but who they are. Sometimes we want people to do it immediately. And those that tend to be, I, I have a problem, tend, those that tend to be the most liberal are also very intolerant. We want people to grow, but we, we have to give them time to grow is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. It's very yeah. important to me. And unfortunately I see I see it the way it is sometimes. Like I wish people were nicer to one another 
And remember that everyone comes from a different place. We want people to eventually get to this place, but we have to realize some people are further along than other people. Now, yep. John Gruden is not the greatest example because I really do think he feels that way because you wouldn't write that in a letter if you were so comfortable with the language. So obviously he felt comfortable why he would be writing that to someone. That also speaks volumes with the Washington, the old Washington Redskins organization before these reforms happened. Supposedly there were a lot of shenanigans going on. Uh, women were discriminated against, um, really bad stuff. Um, Daniel Snyder, there, there must be a lot of stuff that the league has on him. It's not letting out because his wife currently is the owner of the team, the principal owner of the team. Now, that means that he's supposed to not have daily operations, part of daily operations with the Washington football team. But there are a lot of problems going on there. But the fact that John Gruden felt comfortable enough to write letters to someone in that organization, I'm sure he wrote things to other organizations. It's only because we got the emails from the Washington football team that this all came out. And yeah. this wasn't 30 years ago or 20. This was 10 years ago, if not less. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's a great segue because the last point I was going to make is somehow in all of this, in all those investigations, right, the harassment of, with the rumors with Washington and their cheerleaders and the front office, like somehow they have mostly gotten off scot-free from right. this for the most part. Like you can't tell, and you hit the nail on the head, you can't tell me there is not more stuff in there. But I am telling you that because Gruden, it wasn't because he said what he said about Damar Smith or homosexuals. You know what it was? It was because he said something about Goodell. I guarantee it. And the league said, we are going to light this. We're going to set an example. We're going to light this guy on fire. And, and that's what they did. And so I, I, again, I'm not, I think justified the punishment. And you are absolutely right. Like to sit down and to write those things is... You know, it's almost like unforgivable, not, un I don't know if unforgivable, but it's, but it is almost like unforgivable because if you say something, you know, Hey, I was just reacting to something, you know, okay. I don't agree with that, but okay. It's a little bit more understandable to sit down and write it and then to send it. You're right. You that, that is something that has, takes conscious thought and, and thinking through what you're doing. So they had one of his former players on, I forget what his name was on ESPN radio, who, who was playing with him for the Buccaneers. And he. He was not racist, African-American football player. He's not racist. So I don't really get that. He was saying that he had made a bad judgment, but maybe he didn't know his coach as well as he thought he did. I mean, because we know there's two sides of people that they can be all right with the folks that work for them, but at the same time, they can harbor, harbor anti-Semitic thoughts, racist thoughts, homophobic thoughts. I keep getting that word wrong message message misogynist misogynist were thoughts so you know you can see that obviously right. when they're playing for you football wise they they're going to help you win games and you're going to be nicer to these guys different than the way you treat someone who's serving you at a restaurant where you might have racist thoughts but maybe he's nice to his players because they can help him win it's not excusable though absolutely not excusable yeah I mean, I'll, let me just say one more thing is that I, and you know this, like, I don't care who you are. My friends know I don't care who they are in terms of like their skin color, their religion, you know, what, it, whether they live with monkey butlers, like, I don't care about any of that, right? Like, I don't, like, 
if they're good people and kind people and like with, with their hearts in the right place and like, then, you know, it's all good by me. And so I have said things to my friends. I have said things to Barry that were like, if you saw those in an email, you would be like, oh, that's, that's racist. He has said things to me that if you saw in an email, you'd be like, that's anti-Semitic. Like that's, but be, the way that I look at this, and he's not the only example. And, and the way that I look at this is we are kicking, like these stereotypes are so fucking ridiculous that both he and I look at those and, and, and my, all my friends, I think we look through a very similar lens that we look at those and we kick those doors down. We kick those stereotypes in the face, like those false beliefs, because there's such BS. I'll be the first one, like, you know, to make fun of Jewish people. Like, and that's just, and I know when you, when you are of that and, and you, you make fun of it, it's a little bit more acceptable, but that's one of the things that I truly enjoy about my, my friends is like, we can teach each other. And, you know, we, we, like if I cross the line or if they cross the line, I have no problem telling them. They have no problem telling me. And we would be like, my bad, that was too far. And I would be the first one to apologize and they would do the same thing. And I think that's the problem is that people can't talk to one another because well, it, they, they- It's hard to do people, thing in an email. You got to do that. Right. It's a conversation, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And people, people, the thing is, is like people have these beliefs and like- uh, so many times they're so wrong. And if you just spend time with those people that you quote, like believe this about or fear or stereotype, if you spend time, you will realize what an ass face you are for believing that stuff right. in the first place. So right. that's all. That is where on the issue of homosexuality, I think we've become a much more tolerant society because as the issue has gotten more out there as we've come to know people that are gay or lesbian and, and transgender and are not closeted anymore, we realize these are our friends and our neighbors. And so yep. it's certainly gonna change our views that way if you think about it, because we're all the same. We're all human beings. We all bleed the same. And uh, it's important. I That's why I, yesterday I was at Staples and someone just was disrespectful to me and rude. I was like, you gotta treat everyone with kindness and hopefully people will be a little bit happier. We gotta stop being so crabby. That's my other point of view too. Yeah, I just, you know, I have a, I have a, a business uh, mantra that I keep in my head. It's like, and I've said this to people, it's like, I don't want to work with assholes. And that's really it. I mean, I don't like, you don't have to be the nicest person in the world, but you do have to be kind to people and you do have to treat people with respect, with respect. right? Yep. And I mean, just don't be an asshole. It's not that hard. So it's interesting you know, dealing with the public. It's interesting yeah. dealing with the public. I, I have to deal with something next week and I'm not, looking forward to it, but I'll do it and I'm going to enjoy my weekend. Um, but we'll get to that later. Um, so that's where we, that's a good chat we had. I did want to segue into your hat there a little bit. Yeah, let's talk Georgia about Bulldogs, I heard this. Number one for the first time since 1982, ranked number one. Well, the first, so that's not entirely true. The first time this late in the season, and oh, since okay. 1982, yeah, they had been ranked number one um, previously, I, I believe preseason, and I, I feel like early on they were weak. They were uh, number one at one point. I think when um, the Stafford Nosham Moreno team was there. But anyway, so yes, I am so freaking fired up uh, about Georgia Bulldogs being number one, and it's insane because game day 
is going to be in Athens. Again, this is the third Georgia game that the game, game day. Yeah. They, I mean, I don't they, think they'll have a problem with Kentucky, but Kentucky is coming in undefeated. Which undefeated is, number 11 team in the country, yeah. a really creative offense. That's doing a lot. Um, you know, I, I, as I feel, this is the best Georgia team that I've seen. And so defensively um, and offensively, all I keep thinking is, man, when we are playing minus what four of our, our top four receivers, it's, it's incredible what, what this team is doing right now. And so um but they're winning with defense and they're doing more than enough on offense. And so I feel, feel good as a Georgia fan. And, I, and a lot of people are saying, you know, people have this view and, and I know you, you've been a Duke fan too. And I, I you know, uh, I, I, like know some, I like to, yeah, I know some people are like, Oh, Oh, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. You know? And, good. and like, my thing is like, enjoy the ride. It is so hard to get to number one. Right. And that's where this team is right now. And if we fall off the mountain, then we fall off. But if I didn't enjoy it while we were up there, then what a fucking waste. Like, do I want to be number one in January? Of course I do. But like, are you going to tell me like, I'm not going to enjoy Cause I have friends who are like, Oh, I'd rather, I'd rather not be number one. Like Saban's going to get revenge. And, and, and when you're number one, you have a target on you. Well, you know what? I'll take that target. Like if you, we are as good as I think we are and as good as we've proven to be like, own it, wear it, live it. Like it doesn't last forever. So Enjoy it while you have it. That's how I've always felt. Not I've always I've come around to that that school of thinking. So, so fired up about the game. Week, you, you've got Florida next week. We have, uh, yeah, we win this week, and then if we win this week, well, whether we win or lose, we right. have Florida next week. But I just got a text from my cousin who said he has a ticket for the game on Saturday. Oh. Problem is, I, I think given kind of COVID and everything, where everything is, I think it's going to be tough. Pains me, but I think. Oh, dude, be... go put a mask on. I mean, of course, I'll wear a mask, but I don't know that the uh, that the misses how she's going to feel about that. So, right. mm. um, but not a, not a great slate of college games this week. I was looking. There's, I don't think there's one other. I mean, Oklahoma State, Texas, I think is the only other uh, game where there's two top twenty-five teams. Uh, that matched. was a classic last week. That Oklahoma, Texas. Woo! Yeah. It was, it was. And that, did you watch any of the Alabama game? I didn't, I didn't. But uh, so it's interesting with Alabama. I mean, we're not even guaranteed Alabama getting into the uh, SEC championship game. A lot's going to come down to that Auburn game, which is, doesn't, it it always seems like Auburn has a chance, regardless if they're not as good as Alabama. They seem to always get up for that game. And, uh, you know, a two loss Alabama team is probably not getting into the SEC championship game, right? No, they're not, but uh, they're not going to lose another game. I'm not worried about Alabama losing another game. I know they have some tough games uh, remaining on that schedule, but, you know, we just played Auburn. Um, we we beat them. And the greatest thing with the with us beating Auburn was, I don't know if you heard, but, like, their quarterback was saying, like, blaming the refs on how they missed a pass interference call, and that's yeah. changed. The, like, I hate when teams, like, when you get your ass kicked like that, it wasn't one call that as to why Georgia won pretty convincing victory right right right. but i think auburn victory i have no no i have no uh hesitation in thinking that alabama is going to be there uh in december in the sec championship and you know i i hope we are i think we will you know and i'm enjoying a good chance to win this year i mean i think that this is the best chance you probably have to win that game but i mean you've had some close sec cheat 
SEC championship game battles. I remember the the last time the, the game went back and forth, and that might not have been the last time they played, but I mean, it was close. It was really close. It was funny, not funny. It's funny if you like pain and slamming your head into a door because I was, uh, that was, so the national championship was in 2017, same year the Eagles won the Super Bowl a month later. So oh, the that's right. I have the pennant at, at, at work. Yeah, I have the Georgia national championship game pennant. They didn't so win. You do? Yeah, I you did. Know. I got it off uh, a website. Yeah. Oh, I had a boy. All right. So they uh, they lost to Alabama in overtime after they sacked Tua. It's second and 26, and Tua throws a bomb to Devontae Smith, who scores, ends the season title for Alabama. That's how Georgia lost. Uh, there were there were some plays that controversial in terms of the refs calls, whatever. Next year, the very next year, 2018. So Tua came in because Jalen Hurts, we had we had crushed Jalen Hurts. And if they had left Jalen Hurts in that game, Georgia would have won a national title. But they pulled uh, Saban does the unthinkable, puts Tua in a freshman in a national title game, and he wins. It was crazy. He turned the whole game around. Next, the very next year, the dogs and I'm at the game, and it this happens, is right. No, 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 no. This is the SEC championship. I'm oh, at okay. the game uh, in the Georgia Dome, and Summers with me, and we're sitting around all these like a bunch of Alabama fans who are obnoxious to begin with, and so uh, Tua, we kick Tua's ass in this game. I mean, we are destroying him, and we he ends up getting hurt. Then what happens? Freaking Jalen Hurts then comes in the, in 2018 and takes them to an unbelievable comeback win. That was when Ju we had Justin Fields and he and Kirby Smart went for it on fourth and 11 with a fake punt, which was a horrendous call. But that was 2018. So we lose that game and I'm there. And then um, the last time we played in the SEC championship uh, against uh, LSU, uh, they LSU rocked us. Uh, two years ago. And so, and then last year, did we play in the SEC? I don't think we played, we made the SEC. No, we didn't make the SEC championship last year. But anyway, so that's where we are. And then you'll, you probably remember the game where uh, Aaron Murray was the quarterback, where we were driving down the field for the game winning uh, catch. And then the ball was tipped. And uh, I think it was Chris Conley caught it at like the four yard line, the five yard line, and got tackled. That was like 2000 and uh 12 i believe or 2000 yeah 2012 so we've had such close calls with alabama but every time they've gotten the better end and they're the better team and you'll hear me say nothing but that but this year feels Maybe like this year will mark the beginning our beginning for georgia and then once Saban retires the recruiting uh you know promise will go over to uh you know to kirby smart and the rest will be history be curious to see what happens to alabama once Saban retires Will they go yeah, backwards? He's not going to retire. He won't retire. You'll see. So, okay. But but uh, yeah. But thanks for the shout out. Like the dogs, I'm so fired up. Dogs and cats this weekend, three thirty CBS. Everyone, make sure to check it out. And uh, that defense is absolutely ferocious uh, that the Georgia Bulldogs have. So it'll be a, it'll be a good test. I'm glad it's home and uh, should be a fun game. The Ben Simmons saga continues. Uh, you were the one that uh, tweeted me this week that Ben Simmons was reaching an agreement with Rich Paul to come back to the Sixers after losing about a million dollars in fines. And uh, so he his salary was put in, his eight and a half million dollar uh, salary payment was put into an escrow account. 
and he was getting salary deducted uh, from fines and he's not gonna see that money back. So he reported this week, they had a preseason game on Monday, Monday night or no, I, it was either Monday or Tuesday. They actually had a game unbeknownst to the players. Ben Simmons turned up at the arena, got his COVID test and left. So weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's so strange, the whole thing. Like, I don't even know that his agent knew that he was coming in to take this test. Um, so, I think he probably knew. I think Rich Paul knows everything. Well, the, okay, because the word on the street was that Rich Paul was saying, hey, he'll be in later this week, and then he shows up that night. And, like, they had to text Elton Brand to tell him that Simmons is at the door. <laughs> so isn't that nuts? Like, well, I this mean, is interesting because he has two properties, one in Cherry Hill and I think one in the city that are up for sale. Oh, he right does? Now. Yeah. I didn't know he had two. Yeah, I think he's got, like, a place in Cherry Hill for $3 million. I thought he had something in the city that they were saying. So those are up for sale, but he's now back with the team. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. It's, it's a disaster. I mean, what, how does he turn up for practice this week? There's a preseason game tomorrow night against the Pistons. Um, does he actually play in that game against Detroit? What type of shape is he in? And then if he's not really welcome we have two games next week we have the opener against new orleans and then we have the season the home opener against the nets next friday night um would he actually be included in either one of those games based on i don't the fans are one thing i care a lot but his teammates is a major concern would they take him back and and will he he will have to have a serious sit down with joel and b to see how that relationship can be mended, although I don't think it can really be mended. Yep. All of what you're saying is true. Uh, I think that Ben Simmons' days as a sixer are numbered. I think there's saying three... this forever, though. We've been saying this since but last year. I think, I think there's three possible outcomes here. I think one is that he fakes an injury, feigns an injury, and he sits out and he collects his money. I think, two, the Sixers tell him, go home. We don't need you here. And we're going to trade you. We appreciate you showing up. And three is he plays for the Sixers. I, I don't see any other, any other option. Well, or four. Maybe he gets traded before then, but he's not going to get traded. If you hear what, so what you, if you hear, read some tea leaves, read a lot, uh, you know, believe some of what you hear. Apparently he still hasn't had any conversations with his teammates uh his his boy Danny Green came out and said he hadn't spoken to him uh I know you know Joel said he hasn't spoken to him since the end of last season Doc Rivers yelled at him and that's part I heard of about that that was at the conference in LA when they went out to he said you're fucking under contract you know what good for fucking Doc Rivers yeah. because I am so tired of him and his pampered ass you know what? Like Brett Brown probably never did this and nobody has ever done that. I, you know, damn well, his college coach didn't do this at LSU. Right. And I'm sure, you know, damn well, his high school coach didn't do this. So good for good for Doc Rivers. You know, we have we've had our uh, you know, we've questioned a lot of things about Doc Rivers and his game planning and stuff like that. But the guy's a championship coach. You know, he's he's a he's a very good coach. And he he played in the league. He was a point he guard. He was a point guard. He was actually right. a point guard. So guess what? If you can't take criticism and if you can't take that, like, 
we we already know he's he doesn't have the the mentality to play in in Philly and he I, I again I've said this a million times he wants he loves the idea of being a star I don't know that he actually likes the putting the work in the mental and the physical work that goes into that um, I'm sure Ben Simmons is in great shape I, there's I have no doubt about that but you know I've read so much like this thing with him and he and Rivers have never seen eye to eye did you read all this like he has they've yeah. never seen eye to eye. Like but he, that being said, Rivers defended him in every press conference. I've heard him go on the radio and knock, knock the idea that he needs to shoot the ball. So the fact that he doesn't see eye to eye should be sort of, you know, nullified by the fact that the, this guy never threw this guy under the bus. So I really don't know what the hell else he wants. Right. I agree. He did. In my mind, he did the right thing as a coach. He didn't publicly come out and shame him. You know, when he was asked whether he could be a, a we talked about this, whether you could be a uh, championship point guard, uh, caliber point guard. We, we, we talked about all this, right? So it's ridiculous. And because he didn't change, you know, and so but behind the scenes, you do wonder what was going on when Doc was like, you know, this is in your effing contract, which I love. But also, you know, apparently Ben Simmons was going to the Sixers facility without any of the Sixers coaches or personnel and he and his buddies were going to play. And I didn't know his buddies were coming to play. Yeah. Or his own, his own entourage. I don't know. And if this is his brother. Who's the shooting coach or another. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's ridiculous. Right. So I'm, I'm so over all these enablers and I'm so glad that doc was like, no. And apparently the Sixers, I read something somewhere that the Sixers have, I think they've been down on Ben longer than what the public realizes. And I think their public face is going to be, Hey, we support him. Hey, he's our, he's our point guard. He, he's a superstar. Da, da, da. But I, it's interesting. Did Maury give him the max contract or did that happen before Maury? That happened the year before. Yeah. Well, I think he got it. So this was, he would have gotten it. He, this was his fourth year. So last year was the first year of the max contract that he got. But I think Maury was signed, what, in August? So I think they gave it to him before Maury even signed on. Yeah. And J.J. Reddick, who is a fan of our podcast, as we all know, he does a, <laughs> he? He does a, he, he does a podcast, too. It doesn't compete with ours, though. And he said that – this is all he said. He said, when I was with the Sixers, we would all get together, and there was one player who didn't join us. And he's like, and I'm not going to say any names, but I'm sure you can infer who that is. Who do you think that was? You think oh, it's Shake Milton who didn't want to get together with him? No. Come, right. I mean, here's the thing. And obviously, Embiid has made this public. He said, we, we went out of our way to accommodate him, even to the point of letting Jimmy Butler go. Now, if that was the case, we should have kept Jimmy Butler um, and not signed him. No, at the rookie. time. We didn't know. You know, we, we should have not signed him to this rookie contract uh, extension. But as you said, we didn't know. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, Jimmy. and Jimmy Butler has his own issues. So <laughs> let's be honest. He's got his own issues. I mean, he's true. like a Kyrie Irving who's that well, was the trait. I think was it Stephen A. Smith that's been promoting the Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons trade rumor, which is I don't want a flat earther on the team who's just like, you're talking about bad chemistry. There's a reason why the, the Nets have decided to let him sit until uh, safety protocols are changed up in New York City. This guy is not going to be able to play more than half the games this season for the Nets. So he just said, no, I was just wondering if he's not getting paid. I have a feeling they're still paying him, though. I don't know. I mean, 
I, you know, I guess is he te- technically in violation of his contract? And he came out and said that this wasn't about, he's not anti-vax, but that it, this is about human rights is the way that he sees it. So stupid. If it really is about human rights, then make this a public campaign which you want to speak out about, but he hasn't done that. I mean, he hasn't, this is, this is difficult for me, who's someone that supports vaccinations and, and I see it as a responsibility and a commitment to others to do this. I just, I, I hate to say, I just don't have much patience for Kyrie Irving or the other players in the NBA. And from what I understand, it's a small minority of players that haven't been vaccinated. And I don't think Ben Simmons has been vaccinated. That's uh you know, there was a lot of question, why is he being quarantined and, and that, has he has he been vaccinated? He, he seems like the type of guy that wouldn't get vaccinated, Ben Simmons. Yeah, I don't want, I don't know. I mean, I, I can question a lot of his, his uh, stuff. I don't, I don't want to delve don't, that, don't that way. necessarily, but, but in terms of his, his, uh, you know, the vaccine, vaccine thing, it was funny. I saw a meme the other day and it was like, you know, if you were on a cruise ship and you just started like breaking your room, the floor of your room, because you wanted a view of the ocean, it was, I am paraphrasing, and the boat sunk, there's a certain expectation that you have of human beings that they're not going to do something. Right. Do you have, right? Like you, yes, you, you are an individual, but you are part of the a greater, greater society, right? right? Yeah. Collection. Exactly. So, I mean, I agree with you, Andrew Wiggins. It sounds like he got the vax. Uh, so, so oh, you know, was, you know, they were saying you're not going to get your money. Well, guess what he right. did? He got his vax. Come on, vax. guy's yeah. getting like twenty five million dollars this year. But I don't understand why the Sixers would even consider the Kyrie deal because they play the Nets and the Knicks. You know what? For at least, I mean, I'm guessing like 20, 20 something games, twenty five. And well, that's no, they be- play the Knicks. I think they'll get them about two to three times. So you're looking at most six games a year, but then you also have the situation in California with well, San the Francisco, too, right? With what the about Warriors, the San Francisco, and the Lakers and the Clippers have um, certain guidelines in LA and San Francisco. You wouldn't do it because the guy is a is a nut and is he's an amazingly talented NBA player. This is a guy that decided to leave the Cleveland Cavaliers because he didn't want to play in LeBron James's shadow and he wanted his own team. And then once that happened with the Celtics, he decided to leave. So he's not the steadiest guy. And if you're afraid that Ben Simmons is providing bad chemistry in the locker room, this guy's going to even be worse. Yep. Yeah, I know. I I, I agree. Shut down the Kyrie chat before it becomes anything. You hold on to Ben Simmons until you get a deal you like. I think Maury's played this masterfully. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. And it will reach the point where Ben Simmons will get traded, Maury will get the value. You know, there's going to be guys that go down. There's going to be teams that feel like they're one player away from, you know, the problem with that whole scenario is players, teams that think they're one player away, they're not going to be willing to part with something of value at that point. So at that point, it's going to have to be, and we've said this all along, it's going to be a multi-team deal. You're going to have to do a three, four. No Malcolm Brogdon though, right? I'm not, anti-Mal- I'm not anti-Malcolm Brogdon like everyone else is. It's usually, it's the other player in the deal that I've heard mentioned, and we talked about Karis. it last week. Unfortunately, it didn't come out. It was Karis LeVert, who yeah. I didn't realize it had as many injury problems as you spoke yeah. about last week. Um, yeah. So there's talk about that and a couple first-round picks. Um, yeah. It's not, so, well, I, we'll it's see. not the most attractive I, deal. So Right, and we'll see. I mean... 
you know, so let, let's let's put our predictor hats on. What? How do you think? I'm not going to ask you if you think he's going to get traded because I think I know what your answer is the same as mine. But do you think he is going to suit up for the Sixers again? Is he going to play in a game? Yeah, I do. I do. You do? Wow. Because yes. I can't justify seeing some guy get paid money to stay at home. I don't. And the reason why I don't is I don't think he is mentally strong enough to deal with whatever reaction, whatever reaction he is fearful that he's going to get after throwing his coach under the bus, throwing the fans under the bus, throwing Joel Embiid under the bus, saying that he getting drafted by a team that that as a number one pick, but didn't suck, that that was a problem for him. And what whatever other problems he has, um, you know, with Philly, I don't know. He, he doesn't like soft pretzels. I don't know what his problem is. But What, what would Ma- Magic Johnson have said about the Lakers drafting him number one? Well, no, I can't play for the Lakers because – you know, the expectations are too high, you know, and then right. he's the number one pick. And then of course they win the championship in 80. So yep. it's, it's just, you gotta be pretty soft to be able yeah. to be like that. And everything that we're hearing from him that he, he, he got his butt hurt from Doc's harsh coaching. Right. I think that's where, it, I think that's it. You know, I think that's, that's the nail right there. You know, I think that he doesn't want to play for a coach who's going to be as demanding and tough on him as, as doc is. And I think when doc said what he said, he's like, Oh, that's my, that's my way out. You know, he insulted me. And then Joel said what he said. He's like, Oh, you know, like me against the world mentality when it's not you against the world, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's ridiculousness. So it's interesting uh, for us who most of us, 99% of us in the world have bosses, or even if we are our own bosses, we still are working for someone we get criticized all the time. And if we took this reaction, uh, we, we'd be out of it. We'd be, we'd lose our jobs or we lose our businesses. I'm like, grow up, dude, you're 25 years old. Right. Act yeah. like a man. You don't, yeah, you're but- not getting a participation prize. You signed a, you signed a deal for $35 million a year. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yep. Yep. No participation prizes. And you're right. You are being paid more than 99.9% of people on this world and to play basketball. And I'd be willing to bet 99.9% of the people would be willing to change yeah. positions with you anytime. So, yeah. you know, you know, if yeah. they wanted me to take a shot in my ass, I'd take a shot in my ass, you know? <laughs> Well, it's the best thing for you too. I mean, so I know yeah. you were, I know you would left it. We hadn't decided. Are you, are you buying season tickets or no? No, I held out. I held okay. out. Cause they, to me, they, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. So I'm not doing it, but they still have my deposit. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do with that. I, I can apply it to a game if next time I come up there. So well, next time you come up, maybe we can, you, maybe I can go with you. I think I might, yeah, that'd be fun. Going man. for uh, getting some good seats, going around my birthday time to go see a game. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to go see a game. I have been watching. I, I caught the preseason game. I forget if it was Monday or Tuesday. It's the end of the week already, so I forgot. Isaiah Joe looked great. I mean, he really looked great. How about Furkan? That's why Furkan Ben looked great. Furkan is their new point guard, and Ben got scared. Maybe Ben's going to come in, and he's just going to shoot jumpers all the time. He's going to pull a Kobe where he shot like – you remember that game where Kobe, this, someone said Kobe didn't pass any, all he did was pass like until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Maybe Ben's going to just come in and just shoot jumpers and sabotage the Sixers season. 
I don't think that's going to happen. But Orkan <laughs> looked good. Isaiah Joe looked good. I mean, I think I like this team. I mean, I like this team. Obviously, with getting some clarity with the Ben Simmons situation would be very helpful. But besides that, I like the team. Um, you know, I love how everyone picks the Nets. The Nets could be a disaster. I saw that team. You know, you don't know what Harden and Duran are going to be, and I'm assuming they'll be okay. But Irving is a, a mess. They have, you know, Paul, uh, Paul Millsap, who's, what, 37 years old. Blake Griffin looks like a shell of himself. He, if you saw that game, I'm assuming you saw that game, he shot a horrible air ball three. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge has got a heart condition. He's 36. I was reading some of the ages on those guys. They're old, and, and yeah. the young guys are young. But, I mean, they're not a very – I would take our bench over that bench any day of the week. And you got to think our bench is going to be getting better once we trade Simmons, too, because that's right. going to – you're going to – be getting – I'm not counting Simmons in, in any equation as I look at our team. And in doing so, to me, I agree, but Brooklyn is still a superior squad at the moment. That doesn't mean that they will be. I think the Hawks are, are still a better team than us. I think the Celtics are a better team than us. With and I think again, we're going to get the Hawks early on in the season in a regular season game. I don't know if that's going to mean much, but oh. I definitely see that as a revenge game. The Ben revenge? Well, I think it's I think it's in Philly that game. It's Atlanta and Philly. I mean, I don't see it as that. A that's ben where revenge. it fell apart for Ben. The Ben revenge. I'll say it again. We're going to win one for Ben. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what uh, NBA. It's so it's fun. So the first regular season game is what a week from tomorrow. It was. It's a week from yesterday. So they're week playing, from yesterday. They're playing oh. New Orleans eight o'clock tip off time. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. And then uh, Friday against the Nets. And the Flyers tip off tomorrow. Barn yeah. against. Do you know who they play? Uh, Islanders, no. The Las Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights. Or as and then the, who comes in Vegas right Golden after Knights. that? I did see comes. some of the Vegas game. I said, did you see the Seattle Kraken play the Vegas so, Knights? I didn't see the game, but I saw their uh, intro, like their 3D uh, thing that they did on the ice, which is insane. And then the Kraken come in after the Golden Knights. Yeah. So the, it's interesting. The Kraken, I don't know if they're still working on their arena. Uh, Climate Pledge Arena is the name. It's a very interesting name. They start like off the season, I think, with six away games, and then they have home games. So I think we – I would love to see Seattle – I'm excited about the Seattle crack and would love to see the NBA return to Seattle. Ah, um, oh, me too. There's Thank a really you. good – I don't know if you ever saw the documentary about how the Sonics were stolen from Seattle. Um, you can get it out there. I forget what the name of it is. But it shows how that all happened and the support groups for the Sonics, you know, like trying to get them from leaving. And it's a shame. Howard Schultz, the owner of Starbucks, you, you really do have a lot to explain. He was the one that sold the team to Clay Bennett, who then moved the team to Oklahoma City. So they belong in Seattle. Um, you know, Gary Payton, Sean, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. Great. Yeah, great names. Xavier McDaniel. Uh, the X-Man. Dr. Duncanstein. Daryl Griffin. That's before Darryl you're talking. Griffin. Oh, I thought he Jack was with Sigma was a was a I thought Daryl Griffith was a jazz player, but I might be wrong. 
I think you're right. I think I just I, I know this useless Seattle too. He could have played for Seattle. Who knows? And Nate All McMillan right. played for Seattle too. That's another. I said Nate McMillan, Gary Payton. Oh. You mentioned him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Kemp, who I think is one of the most underrated in-game bumpers of, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what shout-outs you got, man? Anything else? Uh, baseball's interesting, so we're down to the Red Sox-Astros, um, and the Dodgers-Giants have a game five tonight, so yep. we'll have to see what happens. One Gabe Kapler is up for, obviously, manager of the year which, uh, you know, someone compared him to like Terry Francona in the sense that he started off with the Phillies, got his, you know, bearings, struggled, and then moved on to the Red Sox and found success. Hate to find that that might happen again with Gabe Kapler um, because, of course, you know, what's that interesting with the Phillies is they have the option year on, I think Girardi's contract expired at the end of the year, so they have to decide if they want to bring him back or not, so. Uh, he has one more year, so they're going to let him play oh, out here. Yeah, they brought in a new hitting coach. They're uh, revamping their minor league system, everything from top to bottom, apparently. And, yeah, they just brought in a new hitting coach. And he brought in, I think, a new bench coach. The, it was a hitting coach from the Nationals. And before that, he was with the Yankees. So he knows Bryce. So and that's speaking good. of Atlanta, your Atlanta Braves, your hometown in Atlanta Braves, are in the National League Championship Series. They're not my Atlanta Braves. I know, but you are in but Atlanta. They, you are factually accurate in that they are in the championship NLCS. So they were the Braves fans were all fired up about that. Uh, I think they're going to get hammered by either the Dodgers or the Giants. That's just my opinion, and which makes it fact. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Who do you? So who do you like in the series? Uh, in the World I, series? I, I always I would like to see. I would like to see the Giants get in just because, you know, I'd like to see the allure of the Giants. I don't want to put down the Braves fans, right? but I'd like to see the Giants get in and I'd like to see the Red Sox get in. I can't stand the Houston Astros for the whole sign stealing uh, aspect there. So you'd like to see the, the Red Sox get in and the Giants. And that would be, if you had those two franchises, those would be two of the oldest franchises in baseball playing in the World Series. So, yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, I it's so funny because I hate the Sox, the Red Sox. Uh, but just because of their fans are just, they kind of fans, they're just, yeah. Um, however, you're right with the Astros and their sign stealing. It's like everyone hates them. So it's hey, hard not for the, for the Red yeah. Sox. Um, yeah. And on the, in the, it's still hard and, to imagine they're in the American League because they were always in the National League too. So. Yeah. I never got past that. So, yeah. And in the NL, you know, I'll, uh, I kind of would, would like to see the Giants and Gabe the Babe and, and Sports Talk Radio in Philly just explode when Gabe the Babe wins the, uh, or goes to the World Series. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, man. Let's wrap. What, what shout outs you got before we, uh, well, wrap it? I, John Gillespie, thank you for listening to the show. Oh, uh, John Gillespie. I used yes. to play soccer with him. He was a very good goalkeeper back in the day. Uh, I saw Dr. Toby Scheicher today, so she gave me an adjustment. So I'll send a shout out to her. She's told me to nice. pick Coke. So I Coca Cola, right? Yes, yes. Not, not the well, I'd be kicking both types of Coke then. Um, I have to go drink water. Um, going not up to New York, there, buddy. 
I'm going up to New York City tomorrow for the weekend, actually through Monday, Monday morning. Um, so that's about me. What about you? Big shout dogs out. game, big get dogs, uh, shout outs. I don't know that I have any shout outs. I don't know if anyone still listens. Oh, E-Rock uh, is going to send us the uh, money from the t-shirt. So we're maybe next week we can announce where we're uh, donating. I know that we're donating to your nieces. Uh, right. And then we got we got to set up another fund. I don't know. We, we do sell merchandise on the show. Um, we sell t-shirts. Uh, you have yet to wear yours. Yeah, well, no, that's not true. I've had it once, uh, once or twice. Sweatshirts, baby bibs, mugs, which you're going to show the mug. You're going to show the mug in a right few now. seconds. Yeah, well, and I do it. From what I understand, it looks like me. So, and it and it looks like you when you had your 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 beard. Yeah. So, yeah. Feel free to um, purchase stuff, and you know the money will eventually go to a good cause eventually, um, right. and. Um, yeah, it's it's just a good way to support the show. It always makes me feel good when um, I see myself. So and see you. So more see yourself, and I understand that nobody needs to look at me. But I, um, oh, yes, come on. Uh, those are all the shout outs that I have, man. Not, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah, this week. Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, so we are, like I said, the Georgia game um, starting off this weekend, right with the Eagles tonight, and then got some soccer on Saturday. You're playing again? I'm not playing. My son's son's playing, although I am thinking about making a comeback um, to playing again. But uh, my son is going to be playing, so that's awesome to watch him. My daughter's doing horseback riding, and we are just – I don't know. I think that's it. I mean, we're getting some some major renovations done to our backyard, so super pumped about that. Um, We're going to flatten our backyard. You are a gardener, right? No, this is like bobcat shit. This is like the real deal McCoy. So now you'll be able to mow on a level flat surface. Well, I'm more concerned about my children being able to play on a more level yard because right now our yard is useless in slopes. And so we're getting it, uh, got it leveled and getting a uh, retaining wall built so they can have a place to play. And I can show them all my mad athletic skills and, um, you know, my wife can uh, do what she does out there. So we're going to have a good time and let's see. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else major planned for the weekend. Super exciting, but a heavy, heavy weekend of sports. All doesn't right. get any. You ready to, you ready to crank it? Am I ready to crank it? Am I always ready to crank it? Here we go. Three, two, Can't hear the music, buddy. Crank it up.